Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning. I am a professional wrestling veteran of 13 years, not just in the ring, but outside the ring as far as a business professional. I've held just about every job except selling popcorn in the industry of professional wrestling. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, my associate in life and other adventures, Zane Riley. Zane, how are you doing? Fabulous, Jake. How are you? Very, very good. But before we dive in, uh, we do have a correction from the last last week's episode. Bullshit. I, I know. Uh, we were we got a couple things wrong. And <laughs> you don't say. Well, just a couple. Just a couple. Uh, believe it or not, us just you know shooting the shit for ninety minutes. Uh, something <laughs> something was inaccurate factually. No um, most notably, the the rumble that was filmed for Beyond the Mat was the nineteen ninety nine rumble. I I, sh- I should have known that because I had a discussion with somebody about the ninety nine rumble. I thought it was the ninety eight rumble. Most of the reason I thought it was the ninety eight is because the documentary was released in ninety nine, and I figured it would take about two years for them to edit. How but, did you get that out so quickly? But we have not shit to do. Yeah, but apparently they got it out in like you know ten months. Yeah. So like kudos to them. Um, also, too, Roland Alexander is dead. I. I knew it! You can't be <laughs> so, that big so in you the 90s got, and be alive still. See, you got it right. I got it wrong. Um, but I, that's just me being positive and just believing that everybody's still alive. <laughs> that accountant uh, lives matter? Yeah, the, yeah, accountant lives matter. Uh, just my thought, just trying to be positive. Like, no, 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 not everybody's mm-hmm. dead from the 90s. Well, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start believing that everybody's yep. dead. So that's just I'm just going to start believing that way. With that being said, R.I.P. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, just, I'm just going to start there. <laughs> but as always, we are joined by a non-wrestling fan. And this one's a doozy. I've been looking forward to this one. And, you know, one of the, the most uh, requested one with all the past guests. They're like, hey, you need to get this gentleman on the podcast. And joining us today as our non-wrestling fan, comedian Matt Barentine. Matt, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm pretty good. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. But before we dive into the fun, Matt, um, I must ask you, what is your background as far as when it comes to professional wrestling? What is your exposure to it? What are some early memories you have of it? What is your knowledge of it, perceptions of it? Uh, well, when I was a kid, I would watch it a little bit. My uncle was pretty into it. I think may have thought it was like real, real. <laughs> like, uh and, you know, I remember, like, in, I don't know, Tatanka and stuff when I was a kid. And then... That's your one memory? <laughs> That's your one memory? Everyone was like, for some reason. Everyone's like, I remember Hogan or, like... The Undertaker. Or, like, but Tatanka, <laughs> motherfuckers. For some reason. For some reason, Matt Barron's like, I keep <laughs> thinking about Virgil and Crush. I don't know, like... <laughs> like, uh, Goldust and yeah. Doink and stuff. I remember that. Uh, so the characters. Yeah. And then... Probably mid two thousands. I used to like smoke weed with this guy. We would watch wrestling a lot. So that was. I don't know what you guys thought about that period in wrestling. It was a good where people few just would smoke weed there. and watch wrestling. And I think that period is still going on today. <laughs> so, so, you mean, so you mean like this morning when I watched this? Show? <laughs> it's a long period. It's like a new ice age. It just keeps going forever. It's just kicking up again. <laughs> this was like the it was like right after. Undertaker stopped being a biker and went back to being spooky. That was around there. <laughs> so it was like a few years there where I was fairly wa- regularly watching Raw and stuff. And I, I got kind of into it. I was into like Shawn Michaels and Rey Mysterio. Anyone who did high flying shit, you know, that's the most fun to me. So that been like, was that like the new aggression era? 
I don't know what that. And that would have been whatever it was right after Attitude. Uh, the era they tried to make us believe yeah. that Evolution was the new incarnation of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, like, or just as important as the Four Horsemen. Ric Flair was there. It's got to be right. Yeah, it's just as important, <laughs> right? But uh, right. This show is uh, fits probably somewhere in a, in a blank spot in, in your wrestling memory yeah, during so. this time. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, maybe not an exposure, but you've seen mostly. You know, probably WWF production, but you're right. seeing now something on an indie level, which yeah. is is a little bit different as you probably see, especially during this area era, era yeah. of like I've seen a little, you know, TNA and uh, old ECW videos with dudes bleeding all over the place and shit, but I've never seen anything quite like this one. <laughs> <laughs> to no put, one has. To, yeah, to put it mildly, like I tried to look up information about the the, the show or this promotion, and I actually stumbled on like a fan fiction uh, website. <laughs> <laughs> fan well, Oh my god! What? Uh, so like ooh la la and like Joe the uh, the stud guy like just getting it the fuck on. Uh, not necessarily that type of fan fiction. Oh, I don't know. I, I, know those I don't know what thread yeah, you're most fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what thread you're looking at on Reddit, but like this was like somebody had like a fan fiction fed, you know those e feds oh, or whatever. Oh, you mean like book in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was, but anyways, the promotion we were discussing and the show that we were discussing is Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling. Is a show that took place in Wingate, Pennsylvania. On May 16th, 1998, this is the second night of Pennsylvania Mania, which the night before, I believe, was in Reading, Pennsylvania. This is uh, from a VHS collection that was purchased through HighSpots.com, which uh, most of you probably, actually all of you probably saw this show on the HighSpots Wrestling Network. So we thank them very much for allowing them to stream the, the capability for watching this episode. And if you guys are stumbling in, like, hey, I didn't get the show, but you can see it very easily by logging on to the HighSpots Wrestling Network. Uh, we have a promo code, which is uh, HDTGB. But uh, if you're this far in, you've already watched the show, and you, you were pretty pissed that I gave the promo code to you now. So you can hit my guts later. Suck it, nerds. Suck it, nerds. Uh, the attendance for this show, I estimated roughly around 400 to 500 people. Yeah, that's been very nice. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think my calculations get uh, guessed it like at 390. Because I count the chairs and stuff like that, uh, but there's a lot of gaps. It was so, 500 yeah. chairs in attendance. So I'm guessing it, it's probably somewhere in the 400 range. 500, I believe, is being very generous. Well, there's also like always a shit ton of people hanging out in the concession area. And it's like <laughs> every time someone walks in, there's like a ton of people just now, are buying you talking, nachos. Are you talking about the concession stand area or the entranceway? I don't know. Yes. It's the same thing. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that gap births both, both crowds. <laughs> Also, where the people come in, yeah. it's multifaceted. You I like to saying? say that they're just hanging out like the men's room, and they just cut the men's room off for that day. I think that's where Alexander Graham Wright was trying <laughs> to design. You know, was a, a multifaceted area. Yeah. So, but uh, what were your thoughts on just seeing this level of professional wrestling, Matt? Uh, it was clear right away that it was in like a school gymnasium. Which I. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty. I was surprised at the quality of the wrestling overall. Honestly, yeah. like I, you know, I don't have as trained an eye as you guys do, obviously. But I was like, it's actually like kind of decent, mostly. <laughs> you know, there's some moments that are just woof, but that <laughs> <laughs> was pretty good. I, that was that was my big takeaway from it. I think was that like, I mean, I know Edges. You know, he's probably my favorite WWE guy as far as like acting. You know, I think yeah. he's a really funny, dude. And stuff. So it was cool to see him wrestle back in the day. That was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, I think the really interesting thing about this show. There's a lot of uh, hits and misses, and guys that mm-hmm. made it, and guys that didn't. And it's pretty unique, also too, in the sense that 
I keep referring to this other show where they're jealous of us and doing all this other stuff. Yeah. But I, I and I wonder if this was taking a shot at ECW. It is because like halfway through they make a full on ECW like fuck you. Okay. Yeah. And that might have been when I was checking my Instagram and I paid yeah, attention yeah, to the yeah, show. Yeah. I was real high, so I had the real good ears going. <laughs> yeah, because because a lot of the commentary was very very muffled and stuff yeah. like that. But they kept talking about that, and I do know, and I did the research on this that ECW matter of respect and an arena show, which are always like the most important things in, in arena in ECW history, are the arena shows. Is uh, it was and of course the ECW arena was only about eighty five miles away from this particular location. So within an hour and a half, yeah. you know, like if you're a Pennsylvania uh, wrestling fan, you're going to want to be at the arena. Yeah. So but, here these assholes are shitting on them. Exactly. Drawing 500 people. Yeah. Only half the crowd. They're Drawing shitting 500 them. chairs. Yeah. Because the arena could probably only hold about, uh, I think like a thousand at the way it was mm. set up at the time. Yeah. I think it was like just over a thousand yeah. or something like that. And of course this drew just under five probably. <laughs> But let's just dive right in. Chronological order, as we always do. Match number one is Chris Kruger versus J.R. Ryder. Um, Joe Rules comes out and, and says the most offensive <laughs> thing you could possibly say, you people. Yeah. I still stand by that statement that you people is the most offensive you thing can. you can say on the live microphone. You can't get away with that shit nowadays. No, you can't. You can't call people you people. No. No people, you people. No people, you people. Yeah, you can call white people anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which no, is mostly what this crowd that. is. <laughs> I would say roughly 100% of this crowd was. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were no like uh, others in this Four check. black dudes I saw at one point, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and Boogie Woogie Brown was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he represented all of them. Everyone. Sure. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get into Boogie in a minute. But uh, Chris Kruger... Uh, He's from Hollywood, I guess, because he's wearing a Planet, Planet Hollywood, Hollywood shirt. shirt. You know, like people from Hollywood, <laughs> like do. like like them do, <laughs> like those people. And Joe Rules talks about his submission hold, which is the Hollywood Minute. Yeah, is which he did not invent, right? I've seen that submission before. <laughs> <laughs> Very familiar. <laughs> Way to pull from your annals of memory of history. Yes, that yeah. that is the sharpshooter, or as otherwise known as the Scorpion Deadlock, as well. You no. Know. Um, it's been done a time or two. Yeah, and I can't remember what Ricky Choshu used to call it as well. So, um, yeah, I, and the thing they call the Hollywood Minute—it's a submission hold. I thought made... it was a—I thought it was a Texas Cloverleaf. No, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, I'm fucking—I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm pretty sure it was. A... I give up. <laughs> it, it looked a little bit. No, I got a, you. We'll keep talking. I'll no, wait, you, you know what? Now to think about it, there was something. He was something weird. He was doing with the arms. You might be right. Yeah, it was, Texas I think it was a cloverleaf. Okay. But but nonetheless, still didn't fucking make it. All right, <laughs> no, something come up. Yeah. But it still concerns me. I'm not trying to like back this dude up. <laughs> well, listen, we've already had started off this episode with two corrections. I don't want to start next <laughs> yeah. week's episode with another well, correction. Just blanket everything. It was either a Boston Crab, anything leg-related might have been it. Well, listen, listen, my friend. I'll just say you're right because I was yeah. wrong last week. Yeah. It was a Texas Club <laughs> release. So, Dean Malenko did it. Next week's uh, correction is going to be, oh no, it was a sharp. No, Jake was right this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So if <laughs> you're right and there. I'm right... We, we're we, now we're, back to zero. Exactly. We're back to zero. So if you, we, we just argue with each other, we'll be okay. Which, the name alone, if it takes a full-on minute to make a man submit to this move... <laughs> right. It's, it's not, not a necessary. Great. 
Well, yeah. it's 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 like the five point poem ex- heart exploder from Kill Bill. You know, yeah, like yeah. once you take five steps, you're done. After you've been in this thing for a minute, you're done. I'm guessing. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> Mainly because your hips popped out of place and you can't physically move anymore. Yeah. Well, and the guy tapped right away. <laughs> built it up. Was like, oh, let's see if you can last a minute, and he tapped immediately. It's like you guys set up this dramatic thing and then just bailed on it completely. <laughs> not commit you knew this plot was very dumb <laughs> uh but uh overall match uh, yeah whatever pretty okay it's, it's gonna be a decent. whole lot of that of just the matches are kind of whatever yeah it's situations and people around it you know uh, also my main note is that he looks like ted nugent <laughs> <laughs> oh and is there like a term for the faking like oh i'm in pain is there like lingo for that sell 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 yeah I didn't appreciate that guy. It's like he learned to sell from the Three Stooges. He's like, he did that thing where you lie on your side and walk yeah, in a he, circle. He did that. I remember Listen, that now. I do that all the time, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a killer. Yeah. That's a gr- I got a great oh, gift yeah, of me so. doing that, sir. And you got a lot of likes on the internet. So. Enough, that was Hush your mouth. He also went like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. So, I was like, that is, yeah, that is Literally from the three students. Yeah. All right, guys. And then some of the times he did those like oversells, he almost fucking killed himself. <laughs> like he did one little flip deal. He laid it all on his neck just for because he was selling like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking paralyzed. He's kind of trying to make this guy look good. Well, I mean, J.R. Arter was a guy to make look good. He was very close to getting a job a yeah, couple of times. Yeah. Like, I looked up in, a, in his history. He went to OVW. You know, he was very close to being signed. He was doing a lot of dark matches. Like, he was one of the guys they used. Now, before we progress any, I meant to, uh, that you saying OVW reminded me. They say a fucking thousand times that they're the only company that also has WWE talent or WWF talent or whatever. Were they ever a feeder, or do you have any information on that? No, see, this is a weird time in wrestling in general. This is this is about the inkling that maybe WWE realizes, like, hey, maybe we kind of need to have a developmental system uh, where these guys can develop. This is during the time where they're taking indie guys, and they're training with Dory Funk Jr. for an entire week, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're doing their indie shows, and then, like, a couple weeks later, they're back doing Dory Funk's camp, like in Connecticut or wherever they're setting it up. This is when they're doing like the fucking conservatory stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would just run like week long, you know, not really tryouts, but like camps, like, hey, there's what you need to work on. And then just let them do the indies like all around. Mm-hmm. You know, this is also the time where like Bret Hart had guys coming over and training at his place. This is when they're starting to get the inclination of like, hey, these guys need a little bit more training. We just can't pull them from the indies. We just can't do what we did in the 80s and pull somebody from a territory and the indies you know aren't really the best place to learn how to wrestle on WWF television and of course just pulling people from WCW can only last so long because we're trying to get younger and newer talent so it's like this weird thing they haven't really figured out they haven't they haven't opened up Memphis yet you know that that Brian Danielson and Chris and um Reckless Youth end up, you know, at eventually. Like, they're still not have that, that still hasn't been developed yet. They haven't thought that, like, hey, we need to invest in doing this yet. This then is this that. is one of the companies they chose to do it with? No, this is just. Or a, this is just some guy cutting, like, that's just his commentary style, is the jerk is Yeah, it just to put okay. themselves over. Okay. It has, no, they, they, these are not one of the chosen. It just happens okay. to be a place <laughs> where a bunch they, of these guys were. Where they get booked and be able to. This is very loose. Like, even like Two Cold Scorpio, it's very odd that he's there. Yeah. And when really, like, him and Chains 
Reigns are on Monday Night Raw the next day yeah. in Nashville. I looked that up for sure. Oh, so, wow. Like, they were That's for, crazy. Yes. Yeah. This, is a, this is like a very odd time they in wrestling. They would never allow that. No. no. Like, no. They, they, but they are, would murder somebody. But they, they're kind of doing that now with the guys that can wrestle and evolve and stuff like that. Like you had Johnny Gargano and all those guys that were like wrestling for NXT, but yeah. they were still able to take indie bookings for a while. Like it's kind of that right now, but there's still that sense of like you're going to end up here in our developmental system mm-hmm. and this is going to happen to you. But like, the, but yeah, this is a very weird time where they're kind of figuring out like, hey, we just can't keep pulling from the pull of WCW guys. There's no other territories to pull from yeah. people. This is like, these guys got to go out and work the indies, but we've got to refine them up a little bit mm. too. This is before they're like, nope, we're going to refine yeah. them here. We're going to make sure that they're not going to do any dumb stuff like they would do at PCW, <laughs> you know, and yeah. we're going to have it very controlled. Well, and it's though. smart that they're kind of moving back to that, right? Because for a long time, it was like super locked down. Like, because everybody looked the same everybody's doing the same exact thing where now guys are you know have the opportunities like i think uh tomaso champa like went on a tour of europe while he was still technically signed with wwe or had that working relationship with the hey you're with us now and he got to travel through europe Mm -hmm. and germany and collect all of that experience and immediately report and now he's part of their system full-time that's awesome that's kind of like yeah they went back they're kind of going back to this but this is during that time that they're realizing that and that is happening. So yes, that makes things extremely odd right now. <laughs> is that and especially for someone like Two Gold Scorpio, Chains, and Marlena to just be like, yeah, I was just on WWF TV which, a week ago, and I might be on the next pay per view. Which of all the people to bring in? What a motley fucking crew. Yeah, like are these people like, riding together because like you know Pennsylvania to Nashville? Like, like we're just on the way. Yeah, and like, this is is this Flash Funk? Too cold, Scorpio. I guess it would have to be if he's. No, no, this is Job Squad. Okay, Job Squad. All right. uh, Yeah, this is when he's tagging with Funk and all them and stuff. Okay, so he is with Funk. Yeah. All right, because I know he's wearing the shirt, and I also know that for a time they would let him wrestle in ECW and WWE, and they're doing like a little back and forth trade. I didn't know if it was, which I also thought was kind of weird because you had this ECW guy on the show that just keeps shit on ECW over it. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, back in the game. Back in the game. Uh, The aside is over. Oh, but. Yes. Uh, before we move on, the one other thing I had was I loved the, they they did the whole distract the ref twice in this match, mm-hmm. and the second time they're literally two feet away. Like <laughs> the ref could still see you out of his peripheral, like peripheral vision. He is not that distracted. Yeah, you gotta be on the other side of the ring. Well, there is a lot of that in this rest of the show. Oh, like yeah. if you wanna if you wanna make a drinking game, the amount of times the ref is distracted, oh, well, yeah. do yeah. please every match, basically. Every match, at least four or five times. There's a million drinking games. I'm just could occur arguing with him. Like, yeah. They're not distracting him like doing anything. Like, like, like having just an argument. Flailing your arms about yeah. as in a Trying to convince a field goal kicker to miss. If you, type are, situation. If you are a manager and you wave your arms like that, <laughs> like, the referee will be upset and to take his attention away from the action which he's supposed to be covering. Jingle your keys at any referee and they can't concentrate. Like, like a really dumb cat. Just like yeah. get a laser, laser pointer. pointer. <laughs> yes, referees are cats. Yes. We, we've, we, we've reached some truth in here, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Goddamn to the cat people. We've gotten to the bottom of it. I knew so. there was something fishy about those guys. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, back to the discussion of shirts. Uh, Revolution X comes out with these sweet shirts they're trying to sell. <laughs> One of them tied around his waist like a busboy. <laughs> well, I mean, that was his other job. <laughs> Easy, my friend. That That is indie, first ever indie darling reckless youth yeah. you're referring yeah. to, my friend. Yeah. But uh, what, what, were your thoughts? what are your thoughts on the fact that, like, I, I'm sure you didn't expect to see 
Edge walk out on yeah, a show like this. I was like, oh shit, that's Edge. And his name was it Sexton Hardcastle. Hard, that's a fucking great name. <laughs> uh, yeah, of all the mistakes that WWE ever made with booking him, not using that as his name, <laughs> the top of the list. Top of the list. Uh, I thought, uh, I mean, as soon as he comes out, it's like, oh, that guy. I see why that guy is a star, you know? Uh, yeah. I would, I did not expect that. I really mm-hmm. like that uh, reckless youth guy, even yeah. though he didn't wrestle at all. Not at him. all. But that's the my thing, blowing thing about this whole thing is like he's just in a manager capacity. But he at this time is like one of the best yeah. like indie talents around. Like he's like minus the WWE guys. Yeah, he's the best talent there. Oh yeah, like and like you, you know, they that's have everyone piling into the ring over and over, but mm-hmm. not him. That seems weird. That's a weird call. <laughs> oh yeah, and and we'll get into like a weirder call about it too. But like, but yeah, he's there and he's like he's fantastic. Like, there's still stuff that he's done that I still haven't seen. Like, he did an, an inverted atomic drop like off the second or I think even the top rope, and I still haven't seen people execute that move with anybody yet. <laughs> and like Matt Stryker would like unabashedly said that he would like I stole that from Reckless Youth. Anything you see me do I stole from him. You know, <laughs> and like I want to look at tapes and steal from him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know this or not in pro wrestling you can play dries and steal yeah. as much as you want. Comedy <laughs> not the same. Not you can't copyright a body movement. <laughs> 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 but uh, speaking of body movements, we see some checks, uh, chest flexing from Judd the Stud, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus, did he own the goddamn company? Because he's in every fucking match. With he a different outfit. With every time. At least three costume changes. <laughs> At least. I bet intermission there would have been fucking nuts. Like, like a uh, brief intermission and fashion show with Judd the fucking Stud. Yeah, I enjoyed that guy too. It was, uh... I was trying. He like reminds me of someone, but I couldn't ever put my finger on it. Real shitty David Schwimmer. (laughs) It's not far off. David Schwimmer's weird brother. (laughs) Well, maybe they're trying to redo the cast of Friends. Maybe with reckless youth is obviously Monica. And uh, And Edge is Joey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Christian is Phoebe because they are together. Boogie Woogie is such a rage. He is. He is. Uh, anywho. Uh, and and like, Wind Gap is a central perk. There it is. <laughs> there you go. We, we, we made it. it. There it is. Enjoy our new show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching Fox. <laughs> what uh, What else can we say about this promo? Um, other than the fact that they couldn't get a wireless microphone to reach inside the ring, which confused everybody, yeah. apparently. Well, at this point, this is what the... Like, was there a point at the like backstage? You're like, all right, guys, have good matches. But if you could, could everyone cut a fucking promo, please? We gotta make time up. If that ma- if that microphone wasn't touched by a wrestler, well, and also every they, match, they even shit on the fact that the the regular PA guy that they booked didn't show up. Yeah, they showed so, him. You're right. So this is like a backup PA yeah. guy. So like, cool. yeah, Which, make oh. sure make sure you go cut a, a, a promo on our secondary. Yeah. Indie wrestling sound system. <laughs> you let that guy know, fuck him. He could have had all the use tonight. <laughs> he had a DJ gig down at the local pub. Fuck him. Yeah. But, but I don't remember. Else. What was the gist of this? Who were they yelling at? Was it just, fuck you, we're awesome? Yes. Right. Yeah, Setting up, ba- basically. we're Revolution X. Yes. <laughs> Even though we're going to cheat throughout this whole thing, so... <laughs> Get ready for that. You're going to see a shit ton of us. <laughs> yes. Here's something for us to tell you about it. 
Ugh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Reckless Youth is awesome. Uh, shirts, maybe you should have put them on black. Probably would have sold a little bit. You know, whatever. Oh, he was wearing a, a tip shirt. Yeah. yeah, I was into that. He was yeah. into that. <laughs> But, well, he uh, had to wear that kick-ass shirt. That's why he's wearing it like a busboy. Yeah. Because he's, he's like, like, well, I got my shirt. tick shirt. <laughs> I got the good one. Tick was probably real over then. That was probably a good show <laughs> on, you know? Yeah. Sure. Moving right along to match number two, which is a six-man tag. Yeah. yeah. With Boogie Woogie Brown. Yes. Dave Patera. Olympian Dave Patera. <laughs> yeah. Olympian Dave Patera. <laughs> what fucking weight class was this asshole in? <laughs> oh, no, he was an Olympic curler. They, <laughs> they mentioned that once. They mentioned the Olympics a few times that it was in curling. <laughs> you know where they once. wear singlets a lot. Because <laughs> you know Pennsylvania is a hotbed for curling. <laughs> well, um, you know, the skills really translate. The ability to like, brush some ice and... Yeah. He sweeps, <laughs> out, he sweeps off the ring before the show starts. There should have been a thing where he, instead of baseball sliding, he curls slides into somebody. <laughs> it's a real gliding punch in the stomach. Uh, and, and of course, also their tag team partner is Pat Shamrock uh, versus <laughs> Joe <laughs> Rules, so, Mr. Oolala, Monsieur, and Monsieur. Colonel Jihad Hussein. <laughs> Colonel Jihad. Who was dressed like a fucking football player. Can we talk about Colonel Jihad? Like, please. So I was so prepared for some horrible racism. This is pre-9-11, too. (laughs) So we're allowed. Free game. (laughs) So, okay, Colonel. So I'm like, I'm picturing like an Iron Sheik thing. Or he's going to have like a military uniform and a fucking beret. And he comes out. And he just looks like any Armenian guy at a pickup <laughs> basketball game. Yeah. Oh, he's wearing like sweats. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> crazy. <laughs> you picked up Armenian from? Yeah. I picked up like just Wingate's yeah. own yeah. Jihad. Like he got to went to New York once for a little while. The whole town. <laughs> he had some shawarma one time, so now he's Jihad Hussein. <laughs> he's like, Yo, America, fuck up. I'm the Colonel. Forget about it. <laughs> He looks like like every like bully from every 1980s like oh, yeah. teen. Yeah. He okay. looks like his name would have been Joe Rules. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because he's got the football practice jersey, basketball shorts on, like to the tens. Which the, seeing him reminds me of a story uh, that happened when I was on a show in Tennessee. There was, Joe Rules was there. No, no, no. There was a gentleman who is wrestling under some sort of very highly stereotypical name of Muhammad Akbar something. Uh, Something along those lines, but I'm sure it was one of those things. But the guy was a white dude. Yep, cool. Not only a white dude, a redneck white dude with a (laughs) farmer's tan. Hey, y'all. And had a Confederate flag tattoo on his arm. <laughs> and he wore sleeveless shirts. Yeah. Well, a complicated only, backstory. For yeah, not only that, he just looked like a regular black singlet. But the only thing about him that would scream that I am Muhammad Akbar, whatever, is he came out to Buster Rhymes' A-Rap money. That was the only thing. <laughs> what else do you need? And somehow, got heat with it. I just said, like, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because of the large Muslim crowd in the audience yeah. there. <laughs> but um, speaking of fantastic gimmicks, uh, I must ask this name because I know you personally. How bad do you want to be Mr. Ulala? Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I think at first, cool I didn't get it at first. Like, I mean, I got it, obviously. <laughs> like, he's walking out, I was like, oh, he's just a fucking manager. And then he started to strip. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you didn't see the. Uh, 
imagine Alex Jones doing a strip scene. <laughs> 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 I was like, I want to wrestle this man every fucking day. <laughs> I, then I want to be him. I might switch over. So you know how like George South took on Mr. Number One. Uh, I'm going to take on Mr. Ulala here on the on the waning end of my. I mean, let's hear your French accent, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, ha. Bravo. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> Just as good. Just as good. Which he does make appearances from time to time in uh, ECWA. Good. In, in like their battle role that they have every year for their uh, Super Super Eight. I'm going. And he still has a profile on the website for oh ECWA at ECWAProWrestling.com. And he labels his finishing maneuver, and I quote, I usually get pinned. <laughs> oh my God. That is fantastic. Are, do you have a man crush right now? Yeah. Like, I'm, seeing, <laughs> I'm so, seeing love in your so eyes. I, I just, <laughs> maybe even a little lust. So a couple weeks ago, uh, I, you know, I just wrestled and met Jack Victory all in the same weekend. I've got a new number one. <laughs> now that Jack is out of the way, I got a new guy. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic! You have to hunt down Mr. Ulala. Hey PWX, guess who we're gonna start booking? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, too, I must bring up that Boogie Woogie Brown uh, reminds Boy, me of... that electrifying that guy. Really reminds got the kids me... into it. Yeah, <laughs> almost me... in a creepy way. <laughs> almost. Well, that's yeah. that's mostly because he looks like a homeless Carl's Winslow. Yeah. Like he's. <laughs> Boy, and they, they even referred to him as the Pied Piper. Well, you know, that guy killed people, right? Like, <laughs> right? Maybe not a good analogy. I don't know. All good... the kids into the river or whatever. <laughs> um, was is he like a guy you guys are familiar with? Like a long time no, dude? No, because no. maybe in that area he seemed on his last legs. <laughs> 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 barely walk let alone do his boogie woogie dance very well <laughs> so it's always such a little bit of a dance well it's like what my trainer always says if you learn how to, to to work I mean you can live underneath a bridge as long as you know how to wrestle you can still wrestle yeah boogie woogie might be living under <laughs> a bridge <laughs> live under a very large bridge though yes he he I think finishes the match with like a belly flop thing yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. say he gets two inches yeah. of air like, but I believe that his arms are nowhere near as long as his belly protrudes. So he yeah. probably fucking murdered him. Oh yeah, he didn't killed. care. Didn't land on and his he, knees first. Just all fat tub. Like he hit it on Ooh La La, right? Yes. Who was also fat? Yeah. So who, maybe there's little. Uh, he's, he probably shat there. himself. It's the unstoppable object versus the immovable force. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what happened. Yeah. Was those bellies colliding? Yes. Um, Oh, and I want to just touch on Pat Shamrock. I just love that in wrestling, there's still racism against, like, the Irish. (laughs) But, like, different types of white people are still... (laughs) But but racism to where you're still accepted, but but fuck you still. Yeah. Yeah, you're a a face, but also you're wearing, like, a leprechaun outfit. (laughs) But if somebody's getting the fuck out of here, it's you. Uh, My favorite part is of this match, also to do with Mr. Shamrock, is he's one of the guys that gets the USA chant started. Yeah. You're yeah, not yeah. from here, sir. <laughs> also, at the end of that was the only time I think I've ever seen a black dude clapping on the ones and threes. <laughs> the audience had it right. The, the two and the four. And boogie woogie. Nope. On the offbeat. That's hilarious. <laughs> Making sure it fills in real weird. And I love that my favorite part is that uh, the Olympic curler didn't do shit. He never got tagged in the match. Yeah. 
Yeah, I it was just, waiting for him. You think he comes back later? <laughs> he for does like the, the rumble, the, the rumble, but, but yeah, he didn't do anything. Not shit. No. Which good for him? It's good money if you can make it. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just there for that Olympics cred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just add to, yeah, just they wouldn't have that legit athlete. <laughs> yeah, just 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 need that for that. But that anything place. else we can say about this match before we move on? Uh, no. Uh, one thing that I do want to make mention of is they, they took a shot from the other side so you get a shot of the commentators. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw oh that. Oh my god. You start seeing them a lot throughout the time. Uh, They're on hard cam. Yes. Yeah. You, but did you see the look? Like, I didn't realize that one guy, he looked like he was 17 years old. Yeah, he was and, a child. Well, I'm going to say that everyone from the refs to the cameraman... All seemed like they attend that middle school. Yeah. <laughs> the announcer has like a squeaky little boy. I mean, I guess maybe. Well, no, because it was the other guy who barely announced, who is the, the sound son guy. of the main dude who owns the whole thing. Who the credits told me his name was Blaine. <laughs> uh, yep. Who looks like? What does he look like? Would you say like uh, real creepy molester? Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had down in my notes like one of those molesters that you don't suspect to be a molester, but then all of a, one day, like you discover that he's got five thousand VHS yeah. tapes of like yeah, homemade no, kitty porn. He's got a bunch of arcade games in his basement. He's fun. But you always <laughs> joke about it, like, "Oh, that guy's a child molester." You're like, "But no one really believes it." Like, but you, but you always. But then, oh no, he is. But you've never thought about him that way in a sense, you know. But he's not married, yeah, and yeah. you never thought that way. He's like, well, he's kind of a bigger guy. So he probably can't, you know, pull a lot of games. He's unassuming. But but yeah. But then all of a sudden you're asking, no, he's got a dark fucking side <laughs> yeah. to him. And the fact that he keeps telling the, the young kid, like, oh, you're gonna go to the ringside and take pictures? Go do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like what type of pictures is that guy taking for him? I want to know. And he was very encouraged. Please yeah. go take pictures. Like I don't know, man. Just pictures of a bunch of feet. It's all their feet. <laughs> I'm just saying there might be a darker side of PCW no, that we don't know about. It's a smut side. <laughs> Bed yeah. the table. Like, I really w- want to know what that guy's deal is. Like, <laughs> his whole life is like, <laughs> just, what a, just me. He, he owns this thing. To, he's got to have some other gig, right? Like, <laughs> what is his real job? <laughs> all of it. Oh, yeah. I just want to know everything about you. Can I get your biography? Please. Um, match number three, Christian Cage versus Julio Sanchez. Of course, uh, Christian Cage has a wonderful butt jiggle as he walks yeah. to the ring. That should be should be noted. My first note for this was that Julio Sanchez is the first dude who's legitimately in good shape. Yeah, we've seen. He's actually it was like, like, I was really excited about this match. He was like... Like I, I read the listings, you gave it to me, and like I was like, okay, whatever. And then like I saw it, I was like, oh fuck, Julio Sanchez. Yes. Like then I, like then it clicked in, like oh fuck, I remember who he is. Oh. And like him and Kir- and Christian, the match itself, fantastic. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, great job. Like arm drags, mm-hmm. it was a cool like monkey flip thing. Yeah. Like it was a pretty good match. Uh, but but we're lucky enough to get Joe the Stud back. Yes, uh, yeah. for another outfit change as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and Reckless Youth does some more taunting on the mic, um, which he at, he posed a riddle. Uh, also, what do you get when you cross a Sanchez with an octopus? Any answers, guys? I was hoping you would. <laughs> I, I was hoping somebody knew a joke that I was missing, yeah. but it pissed off Julio it's real fast. Super Presumably hot. something racist. But yeah, I really can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hey, much of a monster enough to, to figure out what the answer to that riddle is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should ask our future Secretary of State uh, what the answer to that riddle yeah. is, or like you know, Chief Strategist for our President Elect, what the answer is to that riddle. I don't know. Maybe Steve Bannon knows. I don't know. Like, I'm gonna go on a limb and say, "Dirty pussy." 
And you cross a... San- Sanchez, Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez. Octopus, pussy. Octopus. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm not... Cool. See, I, was, I was thinking a Sandy Pussy. Oh, maybe. Sand <laughs> and then Sand. Puss. Okay. I, that's what I was thinking. Sanchez and an octopus. I just... I'm going to see if that's a thing. Yeah, it's got to <laughs> be a Mexican joke of some yeah. kind, right? That already exists. <laughs> That was real hot back in the nineties. You 90s. didn't write a yeah. new bit, right? <laughs> an octopus with a wet back. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's probably something to that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be. I don't know. Also, like, I believe Reckless Youth referred to Christian Cage as a hot puff. Is that? <laughs> I don't know what that means. He like, was making fun of him. He's like, like a hot "Come poof. on, you hot puff." Well, a hot like, poof. I had understood. Yeah, well, yeah, I get that, but I don't know. I don't know uh, what's going on. What else did I have? Oh, this match had the least convincing super kick I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, dude was only like two feet away from when he started it, so he barely got his foot up there at all. And it was. I don't think <laughs> like well, they. I don't. Uh, those guys were terrible as far as calling the moves correctly. Oh yeah, yeah. The commentators did not do a very good job. They were more worried about taking pictures and well, again, you know, I'm pretty if sure he was find sixteen out. years old. So. Yeah, so we'll let him slide there. And one guy's worried about somebody discovering that he's a massive child molester. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, there's that. Uh, I hope no one goes under the ring for a table. That's where I keep all of my secrets. Oh, uh, nobody finds my VHS tapes of kids playing arcade games in their underwear. Like, just, I hope nobody finds that out. Oh. Uh, super kick, I think. Uh, monkey flip. I mean, moon salt. I don't know. Uh, definitely not kids in their underwear. What? Did I say that aloud? Um, so there's a miss diving headbutt, which I feel like, as always, I've always thought that's a dumb finisher. Why'd you ever have? <laughs> you tell that to my kids, sir. Yeah. Like it's just risky if they move. Yeah. You land on yeah. your face. It seems like a bad idea. And, and headbutting them in arguably the head or shoulder also not. Yeah, it, headbutting not in the stomach. It doesn't hurt that bad. <laughs> not that it's not an effective move. Just everyone, no one wins in this move. No, for sure. It's but what I the what I took from this match is I was impressed by. Not by this match, but like, <laughs> WWE is pretty good at not completely telegraphing how a match is going to end. And I feel like almost every match during this, it was like pretty clear what was going to happen. Yeah. You know? Well, I, that's like, the thing. Like WWE you... is like Taco Bell. It's like still the same five ingredients, but they <laughs> keep combining it in new and fantastic ways. <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> Mama Money Lady. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon would be very proud of that statement. Like, yeah, somebody finally gets me. He's going to put you on a book. Yeah. I'm going to hire him with Freddie Prince Jr. to write promos for John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> God, that would be uh, the best to write storylines and stuff. Mm-hmm. What a great... You know, uh, Bob Mould used to do that for the band Sugar and Husker Do. <laughs> really? For years, he was like a writer. Oh, wow. insane. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, decent match. Liked great, it. Great match, Good. yeah. I mean, Not a whole lot we can say about it. Moving right along. Match number four. The Darksiders versus our old buddy Jihad doing double duty yeah. and Armageddon. Armageddon. Doing double Ooh. deuce tonight, bruh. It was um, the heel turn of some guy named Blue Thunder. Yes. I guess. Um, I guess he was a stalwart in that area. I've seen him on some other Northeast VHS tapes, and I'm sure he'll make a couple of other appearances on how this get booked okay, in the future. I'm not sure. But, so, um, so wait, Blue Thunder was one. Like Armageddon was once Blue Thunder. Yeah, Is that what we're gathering? They're from referencing this? the okay. match the night before, where okay. he like betrayed his guy, and so now he's 
dressed like a Mad Max okay. character. Okay, I thought they were again. saying that Ace Darling's like moniker was Blue Thunder. Well, actually, let me let me make a correction. It was not Ace Darling tagging with Glenn Osborne. I was wrong. It was John Rock. Which That's right. Yes, I thought when they said John Rock and they said the Dark Siders, it was Rock and Rebel. But I looked at it; it doesn't look like Rock and Rebel unless Rock and Rebel really got really shitty uh, looking <laughs> in 2003. Because Rock and Rebel, everybody should know him at least if in old CZW fans yeah. and and Northeast Wrestling fans. But this guy does not look like Rock and Rebel. But like the Wikipedia said that Rock and Rebel team with Glenn Osborne and the Dark Siders. But this guy does not look like yeah. him. But we're going to just say John Rock. <laughs> I thought it was Ace Darling because from a distance it looks like Ace Darling. And I know he's about that time of Blue Thunder and all those guys. Mm. So I was wrong on the match listings that I gave to you guys. So I apologize for that. Um, but we can't mistake Jihad. Nah, he's there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Still ready to get picked no, up for that anywhere. game. <laughs> but the fact that, like, hey, let's if, any, if you're gonna have anybody do double duty on this show, yeah. let's get old Jihad to do it. You know, well, like, this was like this was the big dudes match, right? This was the one with like all kinda. the tallest, heaviest guys. Well, and like, I think I think that they were complaining that that Primo Canera didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, who so we also had on the show? We've also had on him in the show. So I and I he might have been at ECW because that would have been about the time that and that's where they started to shit on ECW. Yes, like by name because that's what maybe got me thinking that maybe one of the like. Like, Primo was like, no, I'm going to go and see if I can get a spot with ECW. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to blow off this guaranteed booking, which would obviously make that cause them to shit yep. on them for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ECW at the time was going to get far more notice because I don't think this tape has seen the light of day past High Spots, <laughs> High Spots Wrestling Network. Since really May, the only people that have watched this has been us three. Yes, <laughs> it's not on YouTube yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Like, no, it's just exclusively on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Um, so he made the right decision. But yeah, Primo probably would have been in this match as well. So, so yeah. I wrote down that this was the first time they used a Chiron on screen to like announce the match or whatever. It was the, because that happens later at completely inopportune times. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, this one this happened at on. the start of the yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Like just middle of the match. Like oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, but, oh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! Let's put it on here now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I wrote down that this seemed like a heavyweight boxing match that is to say boring it's a big dude it's moving slowly like taking breathers in the of it. It I don't the shit out of me I don't get why they let Armageddon wear his goddamn shoulder plates the whole time it seems like it's gonna pinch or something yeah like it's not even like like I wouldn't want to like shoulder tackle him that would hurt me yeah, yeah. this shit's fake guys I don't want to get hurt well and the thing is they're trying to put him over as this dark turn of a monster but he's got like face paint of like the ultimate warrior yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. these fake shoulder pads and then he takes that awful finish from John Rock yeah. which like holy shit yes which looked like the most messed up razor's edge power bomb Fuck it, I don't, I'll give up halfway through thing. But the fact that he even got a, a man of his size the, up is beyond me. Like, the smallest guy in the match got, like, one of the biggest guys in the match yeah. up on his shoulders like that. Don't, uh, don't know how that happened. I, it, you don't kind of see it until later, but I, I wrote that Glenn Osborne, when he doesn't have his face paint on, totally looks like a Glenn. Yes. He looks yeah. like what he a Glenn should look like. He needed every bit of that face paint. He has a child's face on his big, fat, old head. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. That's, that's he looks like he would be a Midnight Rider as a moniker. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, also, too, uh, I believe the young man was taking pictures at ringside, and we had, for a short period of time... Uh, you know, ECWA promoter Jim Kettner on the microphone oh. who was doing commentary and then all of a sudden you hear very quietly like, ugh, John Rock, and then walked off. 
Like, I don't know if that was a ugh, like, as in, like, ooh, I, I like what I see, or ugh, fuck this guy. This I don't know, but that, that's what I heard, and you see him get up and walk away. Come and, out. like, but yeah, Jim Kettner was basically the guy that started the, the, the Super 8 and uh-huh. gave a lot of guys starts and had a very big... He was another place that were had WWE, WWF guys on his shows okay. as well at this time. So, he was one of those guys that was there. And the Super 8 used to be where they would scout talent. Uh-huh. So, they would sign people from that show. So It seemed like the... Character gimmick for Armageddon was that just severe ADD or something. Like the audience <laughs> kept distracting him by being there, I guess, and making noise. He used to be a referee, former cat. <laughs> yeah, he's another cat. And, and empty arena matches. He's like he's fifteen and zero, but, but like in front of people in a crowd, he's like oh and seventeen. Yeah, and that's just that's how it works. Uh. I also wrote that this has always been a thing. Chops are my least favorite thing in wrestling. Ours too. It doesn't hurt. I guess it makes a loud sound. Is that why they still do it? Because it doesn't even seem like it would hurt. It just seems like a dumb, boring, terrible thing. Chops. Thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down, chops. I say thumbs down, chops too. Time killing in a match, I feel like. A little bit. Totes agree. Okay. Uh, anything else to say about this match before we move on? Thank God it's um, over. Well, okay. Here's a question that's... Uh, just sort of more wrestling in general. What are the rules? Because these <laughs> referees really don't seem to have a lot of power. Like, the ref sees him punch the dude in the balls and he goes, hey, come on. It's <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like what the. Big massive aggressive. That's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you put referee shirts on cats, my <laughs> friend, what do, you, what do you expect? How are you You're supposed not, to I mean, maintain order? I yeah. guess that's my point. Do these cats understand the rules? <laughs> <laughs> they seem almost disinterested in what's going on. Like, like cats. cats do. Like, <laughs> we've nailed it. <laughs> they, they keep showing us their butts. <laughs> you know, like you know, people talk about lizard brain. Referees have cat brains. <laughs> cat brains. How it is. That is such a good theory. I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. When the cat people come around, it's majority referees. Well, maybe the cat people won the election because you all know the lizard people just lost. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're, we're running in a new era. Yes. Uh, speaking of new era, we have a new match. Match number five. Tiger Khan with Judd the Stud with another outfit change versus Lance Diamond, otherwise known as Simon Diamond, with Marlena. Really Bucks. fucking good match, yeah. For the most part, uh, so luckily Stud's there, so we can just hate him. Yeah, he's that guy. I really enjoyed hating that guy. Uh, I wrote down that Tiger Khan looks a little bit like Kanye West. Yeah, okay. um, Tiger Kanye and West. Then, yeah, and then it felt we. It seemed like they were trying to avoid showing Marlena's face. Like they, <laughs> there were so many shots of her with just her hair over her face. <laughs> that big like, ass debutante hair. Or from like below where all you can see is her chin. It was very bizarre. <laughs> well, it was very much, she was very much a part of the WWE. Yeah. So like, uh, like she had just, this is between her uh, Pillman angle after he passed away and right before she comes back as a part of PMS, Pretty Mean Sisters. <laughs> so, like, she's just kind of in flux right now. I'm like, yeah, I'll take an indie book. Yeah, why not? With two cold Scorpio <laughs> and Brian Lee chains. Yeah. You know, yeah. why not? I'm banging them both. I'll just ride. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll ride along with them. And we'll ride, drive together to Nashville yeah. next day. Yeah. 
So, so as soon as she came into the show, there were a bunch of creepy things. Yeah, super you know, creepy. Talking about, oh, why don't you go take a picture of her? <laughs> yeah. And I guess they're charging the punters ten dollars to have a photo <laughs> with her. I'd pay a hundred dollars for a photo with Marlena. <laughs> It's just as creepy when you say it. Yeah, and then there was was some line about, like, oh, she's not that type. She lets her men do the talking for her. Whoa. literally said out loud. (laughs) Welcome to 1990s professional wrestling and our views of women, ladies and gentlemen. Some lady would have whooped his ass. (laughs) Listen, guys, it was before 9-11. Yeah, 9-11. 9-11 really threw everything in a tissy. That's why we haven't had a lot of cat people lately. Uh, oh. So this was where, yeah, like halfway through the match, the guy remembered, oh, I'm supposed to put a graphic up. And says, there it is, yeah. Matches. It's like in the middle so, of things. I got busy staring at Marlena's tits. <laughs> oh, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, they had brass knucks, but it really kind of looked like a big... Round silver thing? Like, I was thinking yeah. maybe it was a roll of duct tape. Like, I was like, say, like, anybody got any nuts? Oh, I got some duct tape. I'll make it work. <laughs> and you think they would make something it? out of it? Yeah. No, they just, like, here's the roll Here. and they still use it. Ah! My favorite part was the matches won through, like, a distract the ref and cheat kind of thing. I forget what it was exactly, but... And then the announcer, the... Not the child. The reckless guy Youth came it, back. Uh, but the the... Announcer guy who owns the whole thing was like, "Oh, that seemed. We're gonna have to check the tapes on that." I'm like, what are you talking about? They're right in front of you. There are no goddamn tapes. Yeah, like, I mean, look, I think it's dumb that baseball doesn't have an instant replay. Maybe, maybe wrestling should get in on that because I feel like there's a lot of cheating that yeah. goes, you know, unpunished. There was a lot of distractions here. There was only there's 500 people here that could tell you shit went south. Yeah. Well, I think this this this. Show in general is a perfect example of that when yep. we make that court case for that. So, <laughs> but which which they were able to use the really sweet uh, editing skill of double screen. Oh, which that was fault great, for like, each other. So I, watch, you could tell it's a guy turning a knob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Changes the size of the that, split that screen. That was awesome. VHS to VHS editing <laughs> stuff you could that was do. Fucking cool. But but yeah. you can't you can't throw a little bit of replay on here, guys. <laughs> yeah. You got that, that that technology here in the PC <laughs> dub. Let's recall this play. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed like someone brought a weapon into the ring. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and then somebody ran in and like reversed the guys around. It was, like, it was reckless oh, youth. Yes. Oh, was wait, was this the match he where he literally the like, dragged him yes. over? Yes. But like, like he put but Lance Simon was on his like was like face down and he rolled him over. He's like, oh shit, that's not a pin. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back, bam, bam. Yeah. And then he said, suck it, and got it. Suck it. Ah. Yeah, I got enough time to get this in. All right. How about knowing to turn the ref around? Uh, I'll tell you to suck it, and then like, I'll get out, and you turn yeah, him around. then you can do that. For sure. Um, otherwise, pretty decent match. Yeah, very anything, good match. Anything else you got to say about it? No, I think okay, so. Okay, well, let's move on to match. Uh, the, the Marlena uh, promo was a bit odd at the beginning, mm-hmm, where yeah. she was like, I'm not going to be with Judd the Stud. I'm going to be with this guy who's a big old mountain that just... Whatever and like <laughs> and just let it go at that and like whatever and then just bopped off. Well, what's weird is because like she's, she's gonna say mountain of dick and she's <laughs> like, man, we're in a middle school. This is- yeah, can't, can't really say that. And also, too, like you know, Simon Diamond, Lance Diamond, he's with Don Marie in real life, mm-hmm. and Don Marie is at the ECW arena, and that's why she couldn't be there. So that's and they even said this guy like they when they were like uh, in the middle of it, they were talking about him having Marlena, and he goes, he's had them all. 
He's, he's, got, he's had Dawn Marie before, and now he has Marlena. God damn. Fucking all these girls. Yeah. Get it, Sams. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Which, good for you for getting Don Marie. Good on you. So then after this match, there was a little interstitial with some rockin' <laughs> yeah. terrible guitar. With that, like, phone, that phone number. A lot of pick scrapes. Not a lot of real guitar playing <laughs> happening. Just so bad. And it's in there forever. It never went away. Are we just going to watch this for 20 minutes? Because we're winding down on this pay-per-view, guys. Well, maybe this is before pause buttons. Yeah. So, like, you really going to leave up there so people have time to grab a pen? No shit. It was my phone. I'll call right now. Exactly. One of those type things. Match number six. We have Fire and Lightning of Inferno Kid and Lightning Mike Quackenbush versus the New Nation of Immigration. Oh, no. Uh, Matt, thoughts on the New Nation of Immigration? Well, there are these two great elderly dudes through the whole thing, and one of them screams at one of these dudes, Go back to Trenton! Which is, I assume, a place in Philadelphia where a lot of Mexicans live. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's go back to But how considerate instead of yeah. saying go all the way back to Mexico? <laughs> yeah. Just go just someplace. Go, go someplace in the tri state <laughs> area. Go home. <laughs> and get there safely. Yeah, just go back <laughs> to the tri state area. Because we don't want you to travel all the way back. Like, I, I like to think that we've progressed as a country that, you know, we've, like, go back to Africa or go back to Mexico. Like, yeah. go back to yeah. your entire country. <laughs> this is a much more polite time. Yeah. Well, I just go back to about 90 miles away. I still want away. you to mow my lawn. So just go, <laughs> go, go several blocks away from well, me. I think this old man has been to both Trenton and Mexico <laughs> and knows that Trenton, far bigger of a shithole than Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> You could go to Mexico City or somewhere cool. Like, if we went back Fuck to... Fuck that, you go to Trenton. You might end up in Oaxaca. That's a fucking paradise. You might end up in Cabo with Sammy Hagar. Fuck that. You go back to Trenton, New Jersey and suffer through these winners, asshole. Piece of oh, shit. Probably is Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. And this area would be. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, yeah. And, being New Jersey, I know it's way worse than Mexico. <laughs> uh... I like that the Don Montoya gets up there <laughs> and goes, "Hey, nobody call me pork chop." Like <laughs> I love that thing of like, "Hey, if you're not familiar, here's the thing you're not supposed to call me." Wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they begin pork chop in full. And then yeah. the announcer, this announcer kid, I love how literal he was through the whole thing. Like he was just over. More than wrestling announcers already do would yeah. over-explain yeah. everything. The guy's like, don't you call me pork chop? And the kid's like, boy, I don't think they're going to abide by that for a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> On almost an autistic level <laughs> of understanding. Yeah. Like, Thanks, kid. <laughs> I was confused like, before. No shit, David. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was that a Beastie Boys song that came out too? <laughs> I can that, only hope. The the audio is too bad to really tell, but I was like, they don't have the licensing for that, right? <laughs> no. That's not legal, yeah. <laughs> what was with the old nation of immigration? Uh, yeah, I, I think they? they split up the night before. <laughs> yeah. or, or it was a situation of like, 
Um, you know, we got Don Montoya, but we don't know what to do, but we have this other guy. <laughs> this other Mexican. Uh, let's illegal. just make the new nation of immigration yeah. for tonight. I'm guessing that's kind of what it was. But, uh, Zane, what are your thoughts on seeing a very young <sighs> Mike Quackenbush? Which, some of that shit was innovative for today. Yeah. Like, his finish of, like, the springboard, that jump to the awesome. other road to the back. The Quacken smash. Yeah. That's awesome. That shit was amazing. Yeah. I don't, I haven't seen people do that today. Yeah. I don't remember the last time that Quack did it. Yeah, <laughs> Probably like, then. Yeah. This match, I was like, finally, someone's jumping off stuff. Because yeah. like, that's what I love is all that luchador shit. And like, finally. Yeah. Like, Quack was killing it. The Inferno Kid took some really like serious looking bumps. Like, yeah. I was impressed. They were definitely working their asses off that night. Yeah. Well, they were the real MVPs. Well, see, that's the thing at this time in, in, in wrestling. Like, in the, in the 90s, this is just coming off. You know, the mid-90s indie wrestling was a lot like, you know, Glenn Osborne, John Rock, Blue Thunder, tight, tight matches like that. And then, like, the Hardy Boys came around, and then people like Mike Quackenbush, and of course, even, like, Edge and Christian. And, like, basically, you're seeing some a mixture of some of those guys. And basically, all the other big high flyers are in ECW right now. Uh. But here's this idea of people, like, doing a very high work rate match, and they're sticking out. You know, far above anybody else. Like I said, someone like Reckless Youth doing a, an inverted atomic drop yeah. off the top rope and some of the things that he was doing and other people were doing that made them stand out very, very largely because they were live, swimming in a sea of Armageddon's and Glenn Osborne's <laughs> just doing yeah. the type of matches that they have. Right, right. So, like, and, and they, and everybody thought they were impressive, but then you see something like that happen on an indie I show, mean, it's mind blowing. I can't, can you describe the Quack and Smash more specifically? Because I, I thought it was really rad. It was like, it was definitely. What was it? It was like he springboard, like he springboard to one, one onto another, to the perpendicular row. Yeah, and then moonsault. What or was it moonsault or corkscrew? He kind of corkscrewed because he turned. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was gonna die because yeah. <laughs> he almost really landed on the back of his neck. He sure did. Like he, I think he was looking for more back, but he ended more neck. There was a couple where he <laughs> almost didn't make it. Yeah, but that top rope uh, Frankenstein. That was really about to, that was was to say that his was little money. run up deal. Where just bop, bop, boom. Fan. Fucking yeah, and they killed it in this. For sure. It's kind of rad to see this because, like, you know, we did XPW not too long ago, well, a while back, whatever, mm-hmm. um, where, like, there was still kind of shit wrestling, but then there comes uh, Super Dragon and Excalibur. Just so that doing was just kind everything. Of, just yeah. kind of cool, like, oh, it also happened on this side of America or this side of the country. Mm-hmm. Just to see that kind of deal of, like, all these shit bags, and then here's the. Basically, the present now, like all these guys. But that are, XBW show, I believe, was that'd been a couple of years 2003, later. 2004. Yeah, that's still, you know, six, six years. years away. So, to, to put that in even larger yeah. context, and the Hardys were doing that a year prior, yeah, that type of stuff, even two years. So, that's like the impressive thing about that. I think that's one of the things that gets lost in the shuffle about guys like that, those early pioneers mm-hmm. of that high work rate style were taking stuff from like Super Juniors 94 stuff and translating it on the indies like people at that at this level we're not seeing anything like that whatsoever so that's a fantastic part that's of that. really cool but match number seven flash flanagan versus chains Jeez. otherwise known as brian lee uh <laughs> joe the stud out again with another outfit change another costume <laughs> wrote down another costume change <laughs> um, thoughts about this match? This was pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was what it was. I, I don't think like... I've ever seen anyone put a ref up on the turnbuckle. Like, that was bizarre. <laughs> like, a, like a small child. <laughs> yeah. Come here, little boy. <laughs> like, get out of the way where men are going to fight. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Fucking come here, kitty. Crazy. And then put it on top of something. Jimmy Valley used to do that all the time. And the thing is, 
uh, like in some like old school guy you'll wrestle every once in a while, like in the South, they'll do that. Yeah. But nobody understands that as well. Like I understand <laughs> what that is because I've dissected that spot a little bit and I've been in the ring and like, what was that about? I go, oh, I get it. Or sometimes they'll just do it and there's not that sense of like, come on, get in and fight. Come on, get in and fight. Mm-hmm. There won't be that build up to it. And then they put the guy up. Some guys will just put the guy up there and there's no context of that. Right. So that's what I'm like, they, what is, is the point? Like you're doing a bad job, sit up here so you can see better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> they have been. That, that might be the point yeah. actually after all. But I believe the point is get out of the way men are going to fight. Yeah, um, that's what Brian Lee meant to do. But it could have gone just as oh, far as right, that. Because so. then the match ends with him just like threatening the guy. <laughs> raise <laughs> my hand. Raise my hand okay. or else. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, you win. Which, 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 what a great deal if that was your thing where like that's how you won matches. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah. you know, we yeah. had this match where you raise my hand <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> you, just, you just stab the other guy or something <laughs> and intimidate the ref. Come on, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I win. Absolutely. But anything Undefeated street for death um, for years. And you guys say about this match? Some of Flash's selling was terrible. <laughs> I remember they were um, talking. He was talking to the kid announcer about like making the website. Which was great, <laughs> yeah, that was nineties internet talk. He's like, "This is one of the biggest sites on the internet. We've it's been having four hundred hits a day." <laughs> <laughs> until but, so until recently when someone broke it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got fucking doxxed back in the 90s. <laughs> back when uh, they found out it was on the university server he was at. Like, <laughs> they had to kick him off. My main thing with this match was uh, the guy who's not named Chains had a chain. Yeah. <laughs> and then hit it, like, in his ball. In his which, chain. that <laughs> is going to pinch. That is... <laughs> That's not a good idea. And then Real Chains took his ball chain. Yes. Then the match ends with him somehow, unbeknownst to him, <laughs> slipping it out of the front of his tiny shorts and like, using it against him. That was a real weird <laughs> twist to that, to that match. I don't know. <laughs> I, I found it very... I, I enjoyed it for the simple fact that it's like a palate cleanser to kind of be like... All right, well, here's Brian Lee's spot. Let's get him in. Let's get him out. And Flash Flanagan was, you know, as far as... I'm sure he was kind of a big deal in the area. No, he, the time, no, no, he, he, he was a big things. deal for a very long time. Like he was always a guy at the go-to. He was kind of an indie darling like, as well. A workhorse type deal. Yeah, like he was definitely a guy. Like <laughs> he wasn't as lumbering as some of the other guys. Like he he was far more agile and yeah. bumped around and, and kind of moved and flied around for even his size. He also worked the territories back mm-hmm. in the day, so he was kind of a lineage. But he got caught in a weird time in wrestling where they weren't looking at the indie guy, mm-hmm. and he was the indie guy for a while, so they would never bring him up, and then he'd just been around for so long. Like Mike Modest, as we talked about on the last a, show. A little bit, but like like Flash was wrestling up until just a few years ago, yeah. even too. Like, actually, my girlfriend managed Flash Flanagan in OVW, so... Which I feel like he was the guy they should have used in all of the jihad spots. He yes. should have been the guy pulling triple sh- duty that night. and not- I, I would have so loved to have seen that because then he's definitely would have been a guy to go for that. But yeah. at the same time, too, Flash is a professional. Yeah. You would have had to pay him twice for that. Good for good. As Jihad, you- don't no. think so so much. No, he brought that ring. Yes, he got he his did. pay. Yes, he, <laughs> he set that thing up. Exactly. Uh, moving right along to match number eight, which is the PCW Royal Rumble. Battle Royale. Which moved along very fast. Very good. They, 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 I- they kept that moving very yep. good. When I heard yeah. Royal Rumble, I was like... <laughs> Another hour of this yeah, show, right. but then moved it. It was like every ten seconds. Ten, yeah. 
So 30 oh, second yeah. breaks in between, and by the time they were even getting the ring, they were counting again. Yep. Uh, you know, for- the best way to shoot a uh, Royal Rumble style match is from one fixed camera <laughs> angle the entire at the time. side of the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't see anything. <laughs> it was great. Absolutely. <laughs> um, first two people in the ring, of course. Uh, your man crush, uh, uh, Ulala, and of course Jeff Peterson. Is which, that a guy? Let me tell you about he Jeff. He was very good. I'm gonna. I'm going to for a kid him. that was in a trainee. No, no, no. Let me explain to you the story of Jeff Peterson. If, if you've man, heard of like, the, like lore, uh, there is. No, that's actually his wrestling name. He was born Demon Seed. <laughs> <laughs> You changed it to Jeff Peterson. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah. Bob. laughs> Crazy ass hippie parents. It's, Satanic it's, hippie parents over here. Hippie demon seed. It's like having a great last name like Fearbach and being Manning. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. tone it down for the plebeians a little bit. Um, but Jeff Peterson, um, he is the nephew of Jim Kettner, of the guy who ran ECWA, but he also moved to Florida and he became a very, you know, prominent figure in the independent scene. But in 2000, he was diagnosed with leukemia. So that's, so that's the, the Peterson Cup. The Peterson okay. Cup. That, basically the Peterson Cup, which is a prestigious tournament that has been going on for, for several years in Florida. It skips a few years, but every time they bring it back out, it makes me very happy. I've been a part of it twice. Actually, the medals for it are just up there on my mantle. Like It's something I'm very proud to be a part of, the Peterson yeah. Cup. But it's a memorial tournament in his honor. Um, that, yeah, that so this was 98, so he probably was undiagnosed at this point. You know, oh, it was a few years before it, yeah, it yeah. Even happened, but he passed away in 2002. So, Jesus. That's, um, yeah. I was impressed with that kid. I was like, who's that, this little skinny dude, like, rocking He it, was, it, like, he could have been just as uh, prevalent as Mike Quackenbush on the mm. independent scenes and all that thing, but this is him he very early in his Jeff career. Hardy for some yeah. reason. Yeah, it's, this is very early in his career, just a regent graduate of Russell Tech, which is ECWA's, like, training academy and stuff like that. So he, um, you know, this is very early in his career, but this is before he became... You know, the person, you know, it became known and then all of a sudden he passed away before that ever happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's cool that he's like a remembered guy, you know, yeah. like that's really awesome. For sure. But another guy that um, is probably less remembered is Mr. Saturday Night, who comes <laughs> in. It just looks like a dude from the crowd. Yeah. You mean not Disco Inferno? He's <laughs> immediately knocked out, too. Good. <laughs> and then he should. Because I think he was a fan. Rightfully yeah. so, he should be eliminated immediately. Because I think a fan just walked in the ring. If your fucking name is Mr. Saturday Night. That's a pretty good name. And you can't do the fucking hand wave <laughs> or the dance. Come on, yeah. If you can't do those two, get a new fucking name. Yeah. Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe. Like being Rob Van Dam, but you can't do a fucking kick, you know? <laughs> My problem with Royal Rumbles is it's a lot of vamping, right? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of chops and... Yeah, it's a lot of different... Uh, you know, stuff. time killing and... Well, that's the thing. That's, that's why I understand why you, they put this on the show because, like, you have jewel rules and this Mr. Ulala, and they do the thing where they're going to jump down on the apron and, Which, and they that don't. was I really liked. It. Yeah, I that was genuinely funny <laughs> to have like the two worst dudes be the last ones. You know, you don't often see a pear shaped man like jewel rules <laughs> and thing, right? do athletic endeavors. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was kind of a funny bit. I enjoy that they ended it that way. I love that it took him so long. Like he had his entrance, and he was just slow as shit walking. Yeah, around. they How called great. the next guy yeah. before he even got to the. How ring. great would it have been if like it took him like 
So he got, he got introduced, and then everyone passed him the rest of the way, and the match went to fruition right as he's, he's getting still, in. He's like checking his phone. And he, he just jumps the last guy. <laughs> Victory. I, I, I feel like a, a show that Zane Riley's going to be got the pencil yep. on. We're going to see that. Well, I don't so. see. So I'll be torn if I'm going to do the Joe the Joe Rules, uh, also related to Ja Rule. Uh, Joe Rules. <laughs> I meant to bring they that one in earlier. Like. Of the famous rules family. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if I want to do the slow walk in or the double jump off. So I got, if I could get the two to work at the same, in, like, in conjunction. Oh, well, here, here's one for you. Uh, I had a tag team with a guy in southwest Virginia, and we had a blindfold battle royal where we all mm. had, like, these sacks over our head, but we could see. And the whole idea was, like, we were the tag team champions, and the thing is, we are like, Bumble around and then you grab somebody and you fight somebody because you could do that in a battle royal. But it royal. could be your tag team partner. You don't even know. So that was the thing is we ended up eliminating each other. We get on the ground. We pull yeah. the, 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 oh, the, the blindfolds off. And I was like, oh, it's you. Oh. <laughs> it's still one of my favorite things yeah, I've ever done. Yeah, that's awesome. Show, so. That happened. That, that clever Virginia shit. Exactly. Stan Lee show. Of course it was. Of course it was. Um, Which saw Stan Lee at WrestleCade this past week, uh, a couple weekends ago. Walking around like a Mr. Saturday Night. Like, yes. Uh, like he would have been a far better Mr. Saturday yeah, Night. Yeah. So. Had like a paisley fucking button up shirt. Oh, you mean just in his uh, street yeah, clothes? Like, yeah, okay. in his street clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before like he a fucking medallion. Ball. Like yeah. a oh, deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was great. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I don't really know why they put this Rumble in there. I don't know if it was to kill time. Probably to finally put Joe over for something. I'm guessing <laughs> that's, that's what it is. But, like, I don't know, because they were in Reading the night before, so it's not like they had to like, well, kill time I mean, for too cold. And they said that Joe Rules won some match the night before, too, so I guess maybe they're doing a thing with him. You they're, know? They're, he's he's getting a push, finally. <laughs> they're, they're strapping him to the rocket. They're going to send him to the moon, you know? <laughs> that guy, this, this week it's the Rumble, next week it's too cold. Scorpio. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, between that body shape and the weak chin, he's a pretty good heel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck yep. that guy. Get out of here. You pair ass. Put your pair ass. <laughs> now it is time for our main event match number nine. Two Cold Scorpio with Marlena versus Sexton Hardcastle with, with Judd the Stone yeah. for the fifth outfit change of the <laughs> night, ladies and gentlemen. Take that, Jimmy Hart. So much vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Too Cold, of course, dancing out to the ring and then Marlena dancing like... Uh, Drunk white girl yeah. on the outside, which like she's real... about to catch that dick. And then, and <laughs> which, by the way, too cold allegedly has a very large one, so she didn't need both hands. Whole mess of catch. <laughs> well, that should be a whole special episode. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> a with giant dicks. <laughs> this, uh, this episode is going to be about Virgil, too cold, Scorpion, all the black guys. <laughs> And then, uh, and then Edge danced like Carlton from Fresh Prince. Yeah, he was doing some weird dance thing. Which the whole I think time. he did in WWE a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's workshopping it. You know, you know, you know it. I was so. telling my friend about this, and he said Too Cold Scorpio was like his favorite back in the day. Oh yeah, that was his dude. Uh, <laughs> and so watching the match, I was like, I get it. He's yeah, he's cool. crazy. Yeah, crazy especially good, he, and then he was ECW like forever. Especially when he hit Sexton Hardcastle with a purse. Like, how can you yeah. not like a man that does that? Yeah, I that love guy gets it. The going out into the crowd and the fucking yeah, taking that lady's purse. <laughs> what a great thing. <laughs> which knowing that area, which that area, she might have been a little like scared. Like, oh man, this black man's still in my purse. <laughs> Had that shit happened a little f- further south, there would have been a completely different dynamic oh, yeah. in this match. <laughs> it's like. 
Boy, I hope the safety's on. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit! (laughs) Tragedy strikes a local wrestling Tragedy strikes Wind Gap, uh, Pennsylvania. Future WWE Hall of Famer, (laughs) and just no more. But yeah, Canadian native sex and hard castle. (laughs) (laughs) Killed in freak wrestling accident. Oh, but, but yeah, when I used to watch some WWE, Edge was like my favorite as far as promos and stuff. Yeah. Like that guy is genuinely good comic timing. Yeah, like yeah. he's really fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, currently lives in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh shit! Yeah, with Why? his really hot wife. <laughs> is he like retired? <laughs> yeah, so very retired. Okay. Yeah, so if they have a show in Asheville, just start tweeting at him. Yeah, like, hey man, man. show. Are like, you saying? A pro wrestler retired at a sensible age. Wow! Hey. <laughs> but he also broke his neck when he did it. So uh, yeah, he was like, kind of forced well, to. Yeah, it wasn't so his call. Brock Lesnar nine times. <laughs> <laughs> Try to tell me Kurt Angle's got his original neck? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, two cold Scorpio, like on fire, like oh, that yeah. moonsault he does. Yes. Holy oh, shit! Fantastic. Across the ring. Yeah. Like oh. that was. Huge. <laughs> God, that was the best move of the whole night. I was very impressed. Like, he was far away. <laughs> this, this is Monday Night Cal. This is pay-per-view caliber match right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like as far as, like, you know, it's it's funny after, like, watching this one. Like, yeah, hey, why is this on how these get booked? I mean, there's a lot of weird characters. But, yeah. like, a match like this, very fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. There were, there were more, like, we get the question a lot of, like, like we've we've shown this to some people and they, they didn't really kind of get the deal before they got here. Like just shows in general. Yeah. And they have to wonder like where do we base that on a scale from like a is this bad or was this good? I was and wondering the same thing. It, I was like, like a, this seemed mostly pretty good to yeah, me. Yeah, this was one like this wasn't like fabulous. This wasn't great, but as far as wrestling goes on this show, this has been the best wrestling you're going to see. <laughs> oh, for for sure. It just it's very. Odd and unique to see like Edge being called sex and hard yeah, cast, yeah, but yeah. Cage doing the butt jiggle, yeah, and then yeah. you have a guy named Jihad Hussein has to wrestle twice, <laughs> Play, playing he basketball. Ever in the back. Get on the mic and do a weird accent. I was totally expecting <laughs> no, all that. Yeah, something. Something said that said Jihad. Yeah, like something. But so when you guys do some, because you know this isn't a fucking middle school yeah. gymnasium. It's like it's pretty good wrestling. But I've seen you guys have episodes about SummerSlam and shit. And you're saying. The overall level of wrestling is a pay-per-view professional thing like that is like significantly shittier. Well, more so we we don't and and actually if you if you kind of listen to the show here and there, we shit less on the actual matches, more of like situations around it or like the obscure characters they decide to use yeah. or or the blatant racism and sexism. Sure. Uh, well, is is more so kind of the deal. Like this one is definitely based on characters that you see yeah. and like the relentless use of Judd the Stud and like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. bashing the like production itself yes exactly that's what I was it's, also curious about it's like I wouldn't want to do a podcast where all I do is shit on other comedians yeah. and comedy clubs yeah. <laughs> like, what a shit room that is like that seems like a bad <laughs> you guys ever been the laugh factory in Atlanta <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck them. bullshit I saw this guy is terrible you know yeah. so I'm like I mean I guess this is from the 90s but yeah. are you ever Talking shit on contemporaries on this show, like 
Oh, I've talked tons of shit about a guy that we that Jake met soon there after we talked a bunch of shit about him. <laughs> yeah, it turns out real cool dude. It turns out. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my rule is always that uh, if you've made more money than me in wrestling, I'm allowed then to talk shit about you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which which luckily is everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody. Um, but but I but I don't want to like like you said uh, we don't want to get people to just like talk shit about it. Yeah. But but the idea of like there's you know the matches are pretty much usually pretty good when we mm-hmm. we see, but there's like these odd circumstances. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the fact that you have a future WWE Hall of Famer. You have someone like Too Cold Scorpio. You have matches of this caliber, but then you have someone like Jihad Hussein <laughs> and, and, la la, like, and yeah. the fact that the entranceway is basically the entrance to the concession stand where the people come in. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. but the, it's just all about the beauty of like yeah. independent wrestling. Sure. Is that a show like this is happening out there somewhere in the mm. world? You know, like I could be on a show dressed as the Man Scout Jake Manning, yeah. and then there's someone like. Eddie Edwards on the show, yeah. you know, or there, and then there's a guy who's dressed as a clown or somebody that's yeah. ripping off a number, another gimmick, or there's something other dumb thing that's happening on the show. Like, what was that about? Or somebody will miss a spot or something will happen. Or like the sound guy, like he didn't show up and there's yeah. no music to the show. The, it's the fact that there's the wide variety of weird and different things in the amalgamation that it comes <clears throat> together. It's basically what we wanted to discuss because sure. sometimes the in-ring product, you know, is 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 good and it's great, mm-hmm. but then it's the yeah, stuff yeah. around it yeah. is the most unique thing about it. And while you're going through it, you may be watching somebody who's going to be, like I said, a WWE Hall of Famer someday. Yeah. And yeah. in the middle well, of, of the most unusual What I kept thinking during this match is like, this dude in a few years is going to be like one of the biggest dudes and he's in this middle school <laughs> Not basketball years. court or whatever. A few months. Yeah. He's a few months away yeah. from uh, being on WWF television. And I believe uh, well, Christian and- was in, in October joined him as well. well so and they like- were saying how Too Cold was currently like tag team partners in the WWF mm-hmm. with somebody. He was on Raw wow. that next Monday. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like that's, like, that's awesome. the thing about this is just like insane that this this show even happened, you yeah. know? I mean I guess it's kinda of like of comedy. Situation. It's like surprising how small the world is. Once mm-hmm. you get to it, it's like, oh, like, yeah. you know, you could probably Go hang out with Mick Foley if you wanted. Like, not, you know what I mean? It's like he's in the comedy. You start meeting people, and it's like, oh, I'm one degree away yeah. from the most famous comedian. Yeah, I assume wrestling is kind of the same. It's like a small world. Yes, yeah, especially at this time. Yeah, you know, there wasn't like a million indie places everywhere. The internet know. wasn't around. Yeah. to the extent of which it is today, like the instant. Product here it is. Yeah, and indie darlings weren't a big thing. Yeah. The guys weren't making a ton of money on mm-hmm. indies, so therefore, like you know, you had twenty some, bucking around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you didn't have a bunch of little guys like that. You mm-hmm. had guys that were making actual money because yeah. finding a guy that was actually trained that could do a good job yeah. was very hard to find. Sure. So like, yeah, but yeah, that's just the, so the so beauty you think of now. This. It's a lot easier to find. With the internet, you could find all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's far more accessible. Yeah. Sure, but and you, you can buy rings and stuff. There like that. are more capable people now than there were then because of there's more little indie leagues and stuff like i i think i think the 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 vast like the vastly more capable uh stick around far longer and definitely rise to the top of it nowadays more so because as we were talking last time just if you wanted to right now go buy a pair of wrestling boots and get on a show it'd be kind of easy with without any training yeah people will take people for free but the longevity dangerous. of certain... It's all <laughs> but, but you're a, a logical person. Yeah. Whereas these people that are like, I can just go fucking... I can do this. Yeah. And they go out there and do it. We're going to last a lot. Jake and I are going to be around far longer and this guy's going to break his neck trying to repeat something. <laughs> right. So we're... The more talented will rise to the top far more notably now. 
And also there's better uh, opportunities for those talented people. Mm. Like, you know, just look at someone like Julio De Niro, Reckless Youth, and they just all kind of fizzled out because they didn't have those places to, to you know. I was going to ask if he was still a thing, Reckless Youth, because I really he, enjoyed him. He helped founded uh, Chikara, mm-hmm. but the thing is he was in like the early days of like Ring of Honor, CZW. But the thing is there weren't, those were just starting off. Mm-hmm. Where like now, if someone like Reckless was around, he could be on Evolve, PWG, uh, companies Ring that of are Honor. Big deals. The companies that he could basically make a living off of and support his family. Yeah. Where at this moment in time, like he's getting like, you know, probably 50 bucks or like not even right. that. And then having to make these long drives and stuff like that. Sure. And he's only got a small handful of places where he could work, where he could even make that much mm-hmm. money. So like like now he could be making a couple hundred dollars. He could be making the show. and then even the, the explosion of merch and professional mm-hmm. wrestling. He him himself, I, if Reckless Youth was around today, he'd probably be making probably three hundred dollars a match, and mm-hmm. that'd be you know very cheap exclusively. Plus his knockoff tickets, he would most likely have. <laughs> but he would be every every match, so he would ha- wrestle twice, so that's six hundred dollars. But he could probably make as much as three to four hundred dollars in merch. His trans would be taken care of for, and his flight would be taken care of. His hotel would be taken care of over a weekend, so he could be coming out and walking away with a weekend with a thousand dollars every weekend, very easily. And there'd be enough places where he could do that every single week out of the month. And he would only have to pay for food, basically, yeah, right. and his natural living during the week. And then, of course, like if he had a girlfriend that had a regular job that could support the bills and help with the bills, he'd be doing even better. Yeah. Which I think at the time, like you could see his wedding ring, so he had a wife, and I'm sure she had probably had a stable job or was going through college. Do you or whatever. know what he is actually doing now? Is he like in the administrative side of things? He did uh, an art of wrestling podcast with Colt Cabana, and he's pretty much he wrestles. I don't. He he came back and he wrestled the show. I think in the last several years. And that was like the first time you seen him, but he was still in pretty good shape. But I think he's mostly working a regular job. But he, his story is very interesting too because he got hired to be in that developmental system that first started in WWE. And he was in that, it was not set up very well. And the guys were like basically making basically nothing yeah. there. And they were like, you know, the WWE was trying to tell him, like, you should just be grateful you're part of our first ever developmental system, yeah. even though they were wrestling in front of like, 15 people <laughs> and be getting, glad for the exposure and, and uh, getting 25 bucks boy. and like barely making ends meet. And then he actually, he was one of the first guys to ask for his release. Cause he knew he could make more money on the Indies, mm. you know, just doing shows like this and see early days of CZW. Yeah. And he went out and, and did it that way. But like guys do that right now. Like Sammy Callahan just recently asked for his release so he could go out and, you know, wrestle for the new Japan's wrestle for the WXW's or like on wrestle all around the world and the CZW's and the evolves and to, apply his craft yeah you know and and guys do that all the time now he can do that now or he did it was a little bit tougher but yeah i mean it's interesting that way we also drop knowledge on this show oh i can tell <laughs> we don't just show uh, everything okay, we have a meeting at the end think about tna and the ring and stuff because i like the weird ring and then they got rid of it I'm not. I think that was their niche. They should have been able to. Yeah, keep, they should have kept gimmick, it. But right? I've never been in one. I don't know the. I set one up. I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? It's the most. It's the most. It's the worst 
fucking pay- thing to set up at a wrestling show ever. I'd rather... I'm production in. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather set what up 18 entranceways with L- and figure out a way <laughs> to preserve flat screens <laughs> and lighting equipment than ever set up a fucking six-sided ring ever. Why is that Fuck hard? That it seems like it's Because all the pieces are had to stay in the same exact place and if they warp just a little bit, oh, the ring yeah. keeps getting shittier or a four-sided one, you can switch the pieces right, out okay, and change it because they're interchangeable. Yeah. But when you have pieces that are set to be in the same exact place, when you're dealing with steel and wood and, and mats that bend and twist and, and sure. wear over time, then eventually they're just the hardest thing to fucking keep together ever. And then it just if you lose one piece, you can't interchange it with another. It's just fuck the whole thing together. God right? damn, Matt. Yeah, sorry, bro. Come the fuck down. <laughs> There's only a few things I have PTSD about in professional wrestling. Did you wrestling. wrestle in one, though? Yes, I Was have. that fun or no. just lame? <laughs> it's kind of harder yeah. to... It did seem like a pointless gimmick, but I kind of liked it. I did, yeah. I and everybody the... that liked it never had to set it up. Exactly. That's, what I say. That's what I will have He to was say. still bitter from setting it up that he, he, he hated it. He couldn't enjoy even, the match. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been wrestling Reckless Youth at the time we and still one, fucking hate it. We actually had one set up in the office. Yeah, I think you guys used to have worse, one. Worse fall bump I've ever taken in a wrestling ring before ever. The worst. It was six times harder. Yeah, and also too, like I, I tried very hard because I thought it'd be a thing and I might be wrestling in a little bit more. So I was trying to find of clever ways to use it differently. Like if there's something, because yeah, how can I use this implement? And, and, and I don't know if it's because I was too young, but I couldn't find any difference. And I was like, really, there's no difference it's here. It's still just bouncing in a straight there, line off the ropes. and like the, the geometry isn't allowing me to think of anything anything different. Yeah, than there's not really get. anything now. Because no. it's, it's still just straight lines. You yeah. know, there's just three of them instead yeah. of two. Like, yeah. But, yeah. You made him mad, and now he made you second guess <laughs> the awesomeness of this excited ring. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Job taken care yeah. of. Fuck you, well, Matt. It's gone anyway. <laughs> WWE, they just buy everything and water it down. Like, this is probably good. Like, you know, all those ECW people are going to die. But it's like a bummer to buy ECW and then be like, no more of the stuff that makes that awesome. <laughs> Bye, guys. Yeah. And then just completely end it thereafter. Mm-hmm. That's too, yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else we have to say about the show? Would we recommend watch um, a show? I would uh, say. You know, I don't know. We're really bored. <laughs> it is rather long. Yeah. It is it's long. very long. And the other, the only other thing I had was that it's very unsatisfying to end with a big brawl like that. Yeah. Like, there's a natural sort of dramatic ending. The match is over. It's fucking edge. And, like, and then everyone just piles into the ring. And, like, on TV, you can, like, cut to commercial from that. <laughs> but this, it's like, it just slowly peters out. <laughs> and the credits very, run. Yeah, it was a very disappointing ending. With the well, yeah, it being a single serving show to you, like you can't see what come of what came of any of that. Right. Because there is the third night to Pennsylvania. Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, no, there's not. I'm I'm about hundred percent there is, unless the uh, VHS tape is mislabeled. But, oh uh, man. Uh, I think there is a there is a second night if I'm not mistaken. This uh, you mean a third night? Because this, this is this is yeah, a, yeah, a, thir- a third night. Yeah, this because okay. there is a night yeah, one. I think, I think there's a I think there's a third. third. One. Yeah. I, Almost positive there's a okay. third night. I'm going to have to get this. <laughs> the trilogy. I want the trilogy now. I want to see how this book ends. So. 
the Joe Rules saga. Oh, God. <laughs> the Joe Rules three-disc set. Well, night one is already available on the High Spots Wrestling Network. So, like I said, you can use that. I was going to say, I can use that promo code, you right? You can use the promo code of HDTGB to watch night one. So. In case you haven't figured out, it's the initials of how to this disc. get booked. Right. There you go. <laughs> but the first letters. It's an first acronym, letters. guys. It's an acronym. A real bad one, but you get it. But, uh, an initialism. It's an acronym is only when the, they make the when word. You, well, yeah, it's an okay. acronym if you say it. If it's like scuba. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But then like FBI is an initialism. Oh, okay. Well, it's an initialism, guys. Yeah. We'll, I'm we'll take that call a pedant. <laughs> <laughs> so a very boring type of person. <laughs> well, as we wrap up here, um, this is going to come out just before Christmas, like a few days before Christmas. Um, Matt, is there anything you want to plug? Social media, uh, dates, anything coming up? I'm at Smash Falcon on Twitter. <laughs> I should probably change it. <laughs> it has no relation. I to just want to know the story to that. <laughs> um, I can tell you, it's dumb. I, uh, <laughs> It's a thing where, with friends, you know, you just make up shitty nicknames for each other and stuff. And my friend Matt Allen, one day I called him Smash Falcon. And then I thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> no one else did. But I was like, that's a great name, Smash Falcon. And it so I made it my Twitter. And now, there's no one knows how to spell Barentine. So it's <laughs> but everybody can Falcon. spell Smash Falcon. Yeah. I think I'm going to headline Almost Famous in January of the Comedy Zone. That'll be fun. Uh... That's it. Just follow me on Twitter. That's the most important thing, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's why you picked that name. Yeah. That's, that's so important. I'm going to remember Smash that. Falcons. Smash Falcon. Smash Falcon. Zane, what about yourself? Uh, if this is before Christmas, I uh, will be 22nd. APW Chester in Chester, South Carolina on the Friday. Uh, most likely somewhere on Christmas Day. I just haven't found that place. And the Steve Crino's PWF in Hubert, North Carolina's Tag League which is a very interesting blind draw. Fans draw the matches, the opponents, the teams, everything. Mm-hmm. That'll be going on the 30th. That's, that's a December. cool format. And which... then you, you, I'll tell you about it in a moment. It's real. I'm 0-3 in this fucking thing. <laughs> I fucking hate them, but I'll be there. <laughs> I love them. It was actually a thing that saved my career not too <laughs> long ago. <laughs> you are 1-0 in yours, I believe. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm doing quite well. But anyways, guys, uh, as always, if we've made any corrections or any mistakes, you can get up with me on Twitter at Manning, or you can email me at jake at sslshow.com. Make sure you check out the website, howdidthisgetbooked.com. We have t-shirts available as long as my merchandise as well, if you want a Manscout Manning t-shirt, or my sixth disc set is also available there at howdidthisgetbooked.com. Please, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you leave a review. That really helps us out and get this many eyeballs on this as much as possible. This is also available on Google Play as well. Also, to make sure you subscribe on YouTube backslash Manscout Manning as well. Also, to follow on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash Manscout Manning. It's been another edition of How Did This Get Booked? Woo! This has been a DSCT.TV production.